All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's after four o'clock. Welcome back. How are you? Thursday edition of the Gregor Show. You know what I love about sports, man? That uh, there's always something new. Oh, it doesn't matter. Every day there's something new in the sporting world going on. And uh, today is there's lots happening out uh, there. How you doing? Hope uh, you're having a great day. Uh, inching closer. Uh, and don't worry, order fans. Uh, I know you, you had uh, nine days between games and they play once. Now you have uh, two days between games because uh, uh, buckle up because the uh, the Edmonton order schedule, uh, you will not have a lot of uh, free time uh, moving forward. Because if if you look at the uh, the remainder of the uh, the schedule for the uh, for the Edmonton owners uh starting tomorrow right uh, because what is that uh they have uh 2 4 6 8 10 12 14 16 uh, 18 21 uh, 52 so there's 70 days remaining in the season for the orders and they have 36 games left in 70 days so that is uh it's actually uh, just uh, slightly more than, uh, or just slightly under one game every two days. So Friday, Saturday. Then they got Detroit, St. Louis, Dallas, Arizona, Boston. You're going every second day starting next Tuesday. Then a back-to-back at home on the 23rd and 24th. And then uh, 26th and the 28th. And then you get into March and it's uh, the 2nd and 3rd. And then every second day uh, till the uh, 9th and 10th. And then, then they get a little bit of a break. We're two days off to get home from Pittsburgh. And then uh, home games against Washington and Colorado and Montreal. There's a little bit of time in March where you can maybe take a <gasps> exhale. Because they play, they have two days off, play a game, two days off, play a game, two days off. Um, but man, from, from the 19th of March to the 18th of April, the Oilers play 17 games. That'll be, uh, 
busy time for Oiler fans. And hey, they got to make some hay. Uh, it is the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. And uh, the big news today for the Oilers: new defense pair combinations that they will uh, unveil tomorrow night. To, um, you look at uh, Nurse will be with Vincent DeHarnay. We touched on this yesterday on the show. And I said, hey, why not? All right, I'd like to see Vincent DeHarnay with Darnell Nurse. Because if you look at all of Vincent DeHarnay's numbers, they're pretty good. All right, you're, you're watching it, kind of the evolution of a player who, while his birth certificate doesn't say he's young by NHL standards, his NHL experience game played is, is minimal. He hasn't played a lot. But he is uh, he is continuing to improve. You, you see his confidence building all the time, right? He is a he's getting better all the time. I don't think anyone can argue that, right? Like he's only played eighty NHL games, and kind of the evolution of DeHarnay this year has been uh, has been pretty impressive to me, just with his puck handling and his willingness to want to try to make plays. So uh, he will play with Darnell Nurse tomorrow night. You will have. Matthias Ekholm with Cody Cece. Now, I'm, I'm sure online that one's going to go over uh, very well. <laughs> um, I, Cody Cece's become the whipping boy in Edmonton. And I, well, I shouldn't even say that. That's unfair. There's a small selection of people that suddenly now are like, Cody Cece's terrible, and, it, and, it, and it's a bad take. If, if you want to say that Cody Cece maybe isn't a top pair defenseman, I can listen to that argument. I think there's some validity to that. But he's not a bad NHL player by any stretch of imagination. And so now moving him with Ekholm, considering the, the, you know, how the minutes, will we see the minutes from elite spread out between three pairs now? Because it was mainly Nurse and Cece and Ekholm and Bouchard who played against the other team's top guys for the vast majority of it. But now that you've put Bouchard with Kulak, because I still think you're going to see Bouchard play with McDavid's line more so, but not maybe not as much. Right? Like you might see it, Bouchard gets a little bit, Ekholm gets a bit. So that's to me what I'm I'm most curious about. Because Bouchard and Ekholm, like they were playing a lot with McDavid, more than anyone by a, by a large margin. And I know that people are like, well, that's, hey, this is one of the best deep pairs in the league. Yes, but you also have to understand that they played the majority of their minutes with those two. Now, their minutes away were still good, but not as good, right? All you got to do is look it up. Go to Puck IQ. You can see the difference, right? It was good, just not as good. Like, they were crazy good with that line. Now, I understand some will say, yeah, they were crazy good. Why are you splitting it up? Fair point. But I, I think... Like the one thing in the, in for all the good that Evan Bouchard does with the puck, there's concerns about his defensive game, and I think you saw that against Vegas. It was a tough night for Bouchard. It happens. Hasn't had a lot of them this season for sure, but that was one. So is this Chris Knobloch? Is this a little bit one where hey, let's let's make a, a little bit of a wake up call here? Hey, chop chop, let's get back to it. Very easy to do. It's a long season. You don't have to keep all the lines together. You don't have to keep your D pairs together all the time. I don't I don't see it being a, a major issue. Uh especially if you're gonna try it. You started out against Anaheim. You can kind of warm up and then you're gonna play LA. That you know, that'll be a tougher test for sure on Saturday. So I kinda like the timing of it by a coach to do it. I, I'm sure they had maybe thought about it. Now some would say, hey, they trade they changed the dry saddle McDavid. 
combination, so they could have done the D. However, the difference was when they switched McDavid and put him with Drysaddle for a few games, it's because their offense had gotten stale. Their defensive game hadn't gotten stale overall. Right? It's 15 straight games where they haven't allowed two goals with a goalie in between in the net. Right? I've put that caveat in because they had landed the empty netter last game. And it was technically three goals in the score sheet. But it's only two, you know, when you're playing as a defense with a goalie there. That's pretty damn good. So Kulak and Bouchard can play with uh, McDavid. Like Brett Kulak, c- could he handle some some minutes against Elite? Yeah, I think he'd be okay. Him and Bouchard with McDavid's line, right? I think they'll probably get maybe a few more of the offensive zone starts, as they should. Why wouldn't you? So I'll be curious to see what the coach does here. This is... This is not a finished product. The orders weren't going to run four lines, three D pairs all season long. I, I think people are dreaming if you think that's what happens in the NHL. A, injuries normally play a factor. And then B, just guys go up and down. It, it's not a, a perfect level of equality all year, all year long. So it's, it's not a big surprise to me. I, I, I say it's a little surprise that they switch up Ekholm and Bouchard. That's a little surprising to me, but I, I'm not, I'm not sold that it's, um, like a absolutely ridiculous decision to make as the uh, as the head coach. I I can understand why he's like, hey, let's let's try and we'll see some other things here. Maybe, maybe this can help us. Maybe there's uh there's benefits to this. So I don't uh, I don't mind it at all. So not at all. Cons. What about you? No, no, Gregor. I mean, I I guess like if I were to to try to play devil's advocate, I'd say you know you're coming off a a game where you you only lost you know really two one. It was a one goal game, and the one was the empty netter. So kind of in my opinion, the streak of the the two goals or less continues. So was there maybe the urgency to make a trade? I don't know, but at the same time, you're going up against opponents where I think the feeling has to be, hey, we these are teams we should beat. Maybe this is where we try it and. Maybe maybe it is to give a, a a little bit of confidence to a guy like Dayarnay or a make a move or try pairings. Just see if they work in those situations where you feel like you can still win the game. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks this year, not quite the team uh, that they were to start off the season. So, yeah, I just think that this is an opportunity to give it a go. Obviously, if something goes wrong, I'm sure it, it might be a situation where it's a short leash and you can make that adjustment back and adjust on the fly. But I think if there is a time to try it, this will be the game. Well, I don't see it being one game, guys. What's the point of that? Uh, I, I don't see, you know, you might put one of the pairs back together, but I don't see them trying this for one game. They play the next night. Uh, I think this is at minimum probably a weekend thing, unless they well, really struggle in the game. But I, I don't see why suddenly they're going to struggle. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think the coach, when he makes a change, thinks it's just for one game. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if it is a game like where you can give it a go, it is against the kind of a weaker team in Anaheim, right? And if it does fail, then obviously you can go back. But I think this is a great opportunity to try it against these two teams that you're meeting. Yeah. Well, if is it a good game to start? Yes, mm-hmm. I would say that. Sure. Um, but I I'd be surprised. Like to me, what's the point? There's there's no there's no benefit. One game shows you nothing. You can have a good game. You can have a bad game. It's like when I still heard some people talking about, oh, Taylor Hall and Connor McDavid didn't work together. They played two games. And people still will repeat that. Like, how asinine can you? Oh, they didn't work together. Two games. Two games is nothing. It means nothing. 
So you can find lots of guys who have two good games, two bad games. Uh, not doing it. Hey, guys, unfortunately, Bouchard's going to get exposed again. 14 was the best thing that ever happened to him from West End Juan. Well, I, I do think uh, Ekholm helps Bouchard for sure, but he doesn't play. He's on the ice with Bouchard, but that still means Bouchard's got to defend his half of the ice. It's not like Ekholm can just come, Evan, watch over here. Walk. He's not like giving him play-by-play instructions, right? Um, can he settle it down? Yes. But, and, and, and Ekholm doesn't impact Bouchard's ability to handle the puck, right? So I, I do, were they a pair that worked well together? Yes, but I don't want to completely neuter Evan Bouchard and suggest that, that he had nothing to do with the success of the pair. I, I think he had success. And I think he played a role in, in the success of that pair. It wasn't just Matthias Ekholm. And, the, you know, the, the thing I noticed against Vegas, I thought that was, you know, their toughest game in a long time as a duo. Right, and, and it's been a few games where Bouchard's defensive game was slipping a bit. So this is can be sometimes it's just a subtle little message. Hey, hey, let's get back on track here. Right, you know it doesn't have to be a major name calling or anything like that. There's no reason to call the guy out. It doesn't deserve to be called out. But coaches sometimes you can do subtle little messages to you know to get guys' attention. Right, earlier in the year, you know they did it. And Evan Bouchard was like, "Yeah, I got to play better," and he's played quite well since. So, but as as long as people, you remember this, hey, yes, you can talk about that Bouchard isn't, you know, his best element of his game isn't being a defensive juggernaut. I don't want it to be. That's never going to be his calling card. And I don't expect it to, right? He he never got to this level by doing that. That wasn't his main thing. His major calling card is shooting the puck, making passes, making plays with the puck. That's what it is. So continue to do that. If you want to... Hopefully improve your defensive skills, of course. But I, I I don't like too often where it's just like hyperbole. Ah, Bouchard's terrible defensively. No, he's not terrible defensively. He can struggle there sometimes. If his focus wanes a bit, that's the area you see it more than the other area. Right? Rarely do you see Bouchard making you know a lot of really bad decisions with the puck. Of course, every now and then you will because every guy who has the puck. Hey, Leon Dreisaitl, a really good player. He'll make bad decisions with the puck. Heck, Connor McDavid does. Sometimes he's in the best shooting lane, doesn't shoot the puck. That's a bad decision with the puck. Offensively, it happens. So, but, you know, Bouchard still makes way more right plays than wrong plays. I'm just kind of intrigued to see, you know, how the pairs do. Um, hey, Gregor, do you think this has anything to do with the trade deadline? Well, in, 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 a, in a slight way, I think it does because it gives you an opportunity to see what else you have. Like I said it, I've said it for a week now. Vincent DeHarnay, why not try him with Darnell Nurse? Right? He, You wouldn't try it at the start of the year, but Vincent DeHarnay just keeps proving everybody wrong. The people that doubted him. I shouldn't say not everybody because not everybody doubted him. But the people that doubted him, he keeps proving them wrong. He keeps improving. Right? There are people that start the year, there's no chance, bro. But you got to play Boberg on the right side. DeHarnay's brutal. He can't play anywhere. That's what they said. Go back and read it. Now those same people, oh, well, geez, DeHarnay's pretty good. You know, like, that's why I'm always cautious to want to rip and make these grossly, oh, hot take alert. Because then you just look like a fool later on, right? There's not enough games to say that DeHarnay, what you could say for sure what he was, right? At the start of the season, he was a third-pair defenseman. Nothing wrong with that. Being a third-pair defenseman, still, you're in the NHL, you're pretty good. Now he's growing. I don't know if he can be a top four. But now he's going to get an opportunity. How long is it going to last? I have no idea. But 
Uh, there's lots of things that I like about Vinny DeHarnay to make it say, hey. And here's the other truth about Vincent DeHarnay. What Vincent DeHarnay has done is he's earned himself a significant race. He's a six foot seven, right shot. There's not a lot of them around the league. Teams are always looking for right shot defensemen. And all of the underlying numbers look very good for Vincent DeHarnay. I'm telling you, his next contract is probably going to be around 2.5 million bucks per year. I won't be surprised at all. Take a quick break. We'll return to the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 428. Welcome back. Jason Gregor Show. Coming to you live in the E-Well studio. E-W-E-L. For all your electrical needs. Check it out online. E-W-E-L.ca. The uh, Edmonton Oilers were back on the ice today and it uh, caused a lot of uh, conversation. Some uh, three new defense pairs, uh, two new lines. We'll get to uh, all of that in the uh, spec report brought to you by GS Construction. They are uh, poised to celebrate 50 years this summer and uh, they are hiring, man. They are rolling. They're super busy and uh, they're looking for you. You want to work for a great company? Lots of different skill sets. If you're just starting out, right? Hey, they got labor jobs. Uh, if you're a top man, top woman, I got that. You got a little bit more experience. You can do anything. Check it out at Indeed.com and look up GS Construction as uh, Mark Spector joins us in uh, Spec Busy Day. I know uh, I look forward to your uh, your article with uh, JC Jack Campbell uh, coming out uh, tomorrow. But uh, also the Oilers, uh, three new defense pairs. Vinny DeHarnay, I talked about it. I've been saying it for a while. Hey, let's see it. So he'll play with Nurse. Uh, I wasn't expecting it, but uh, CeCe's with Ekholm and uh, Kulak and Bouchard. So uh, three new pairings. Yeah, I think, you know what, I think it's probably these are changes that a coach thought were due sometime during this win streak, and he probably thought, man, I can't do this in the middle of a 16-game winning streak. So, you know, you need, I like a coach that spins things up a little bit. I, I don't see why you need the same defense pair partner all season long. Someone's going to get hurt in the playoffs, so you're going to get a new partner. And it'd be nice if you played some games with him, Jay. So I love what he's doing here. I think it's a great idea. What do you think? Oh, I'm. I understand it 100. Uh, percent Well, especially the DeHarnay Nurse one. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little surprised Bouchard and Ekholm got split up, only because you know he seemed to like that pair a lot with uh, with the McDavid line. But I, I look at it and and I think. Switching that pair up can mean that you maybe hope that Bouchard and Kulak can maybe, uh, you know, jumpstart a little offense to some other lines, right? And so maybe you're not going to see Bouchard as much with McDavid's line, right? Um, for, for a few reasons. A, maybe try to spread out the offense other ways, but B, um, with, with the Kulak and Bouchard, maybe you don't want them as heavily out against, uh, elite pairs as you had Bouchard and, and Ekholm similar to uh, to Nurse and CeCe, right? Like, I do think that Nurse and DeHarnay are going to get a good look here against uh, opposing elite players. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think one of the things that affords Knobloch this chance to experiment is the giant strides that DeHarnay's made. You know, DeHarnay walked in the door here as a maybe good enough to be a sixth defenseman in the NHL. And he's played, I mean, the other night he was fantastic. And he's played a steady, solid brand of hockey. It's, it's not up off the glass and out every time. He's making plays. So now you got a coach who says, okay, let's play him with Nurse and let's play him with some better players, right? If the forwards aren't going, oh, man, I don't want to play with that guy. They don't mind playing with him because he's putting some pucks on their tape. So this is growth, right? This is 
this opportunity wasn't there two months ago, and it's there now. That means your team's getting better, Jay. Yeah, 100%. And I like the other timing of it because, no offense, Anaheim's not that good. Let's call it a spade a spade. They're not. So I know it seems easy, but they're easier. So, you know, this could get you a game to, to build a little bit of chemistry before you then uh, play against L.A. Because I don't see this as a one-off game where, you know, or halfway through the game they're going to go back to all three D pairs. Is it possible? Sure, but I don't think it's likely. Oh, and, and, you know, I think they've spent enough time now playing airtight defensive hockey. This yeah. team's played for two months here a really great brand of defensive hockey. I think, I'm not saying they've, they've got it and it's, you know, they never have to practice anymore, but they really displayed that they figured some stuff out here. Now they've got to figure out how to get some offense back because the offense has gone south here and it, it pretty much that whole winning streak. There was a lot of third periods where they were going in tied 1-1 or, you know, had one or less goals. So now it's time to say let's hold on to this defensive structure, but we got to get our goals up a little bit here. And maybe that's part of this thing, right? Perry going to the second line might have something to do with it too. Well, yeah, like I don't know. I don't see Corey Perry's a long-term answer to the second line, do you? No. Yeah. Short-term. Yeah. Short-term. Very short-term, not long-term. Yes. Yeah. No question. Yeah. So, um when I uh, when, when I look at um, at the orders, like, I, I don't mind this. I'm quite intrigued, to, to be honest. And I'm, I'm most intrigued about the DeHarnay nurse pair, to be honest. Uh, that That's the one that I'm the most intrigued by to see. Because Vincent DeHarnay, he's only got 80 NHL games spec under his belt. Um, yeah. I, I, his birth certificate has a lot more experience than his games played in the NHL. And all he's done is take big strides of improvement. And so this might be the next step. Uh, he has the size advantage. You can't teach size. But clearly, Paul Coffey's helped him increase his confidence level with the puck. So he makes more plays. And you know, he's obviously never going to be Bouchard offensively. He doesn't need to be. But if all of a sudden he's just not a guy who just rings it off the glass and out and makes a few plays, well, his value now goes up significantly because you look at him like he's a, he's a very good penalty killer. And he, and lots of his numbers across the board spec, regardless of who he plays with at five on five, are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So never, you know, never look at a young player and this guy hasn't had many games and put a ceiling on him. Like this is a great example of a guy who you looked at last, you know, in training camp and thought, ah, how good is this guy going to be? Right? He's he's a little clumsy. He's big. He's rangy. He's Broberg was, you know, we said this before, Broberg was supposed to take that job for fun out of training camp this year, and he didn't. Uh, and now you watch Darren A, and you give him a little playing time, and he can grow. And, you know, I want to say, don't forget this conversation when you talk about Lavoie, who only ever, when he does come up, I'm, I'm not saying call him up tomorrow, believe me, but when he does come up, they put him on the fourth line. You know, those young players, sometimes you got to take a chance on them, see what you get. And, Darren A's paying her back in spades here, pal. He's he's going from being a maybe six defenseman to being a solid third pairing guy to a guy that's all of a sudden stepping in next to your minutes leader. So, how about that? Who saw that coming? Yeah, no, it's hey, you know, you always need surprises on every team. Uh, it doesn't matter which which who, which team it is. There's you know whether it's just in a playoff run or all season somebody who steps up and and becomes better than you expected. That's a huge boon because there's yeah. always going to be some guys who who aren't doing what you're hoping uh, they would do. That happens uh, all the time. Um, looking at you know at other things, uh, you know I guess specifically to Bakersfield spec and um, you know the you know they got Jack Campbell down there. He's played pretty well. 
you know, Raphael Lavoie is taking some steps. Philip Broberg, um, have you have you had a chance to talk to Keith Gretzky at all about Broberg while you've been down there? I have I have not, I'm afraid. They were on their all star break, man, and they're having their first practice back as okay. we speak. So it's been uh, I haven't I haven't even seen these guys yet. I'm about to. Okay. Uh, but you know what, Broberg all I know about Broberg is this. Last Saturday in Austin, when the league was on all star break, uh, the NHL was in the All-Star break. Ken Holland went down to Austin to watch a couple games of the Bakerfield Condors play. And he had breakfast there with Philip Broberg. And I don't know exactly what he told him. He said to me that one of the things he told him was, you know, he, he, like, this is Ken Holland talking. He says, it's a, it's a smooth ride in the NHL for like the elite 10% of players. Yeah. He says, everybody else has got to grind it out. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has ups and downs and highs and lows, and they hit a point where they're in the minors when they don't think they should be, and they got to dig themselves out and gut it out. And he says, that's where Broberg's at. He's having a, you know, he might not think this is fair. Whatever. He's got to play the best hockey he can play and be a viable defenseman to call up if someone gets hurt or they need a defenseman. And by all accounts, according to Ken Holland, he likes his game and he's playing really well. And, and the kid's head, he's not pouting. He's in the right place. So that's a start, right? You know this, Jay. You got you got a son. Uh, if, if you don't have the right attitude and the right outlook, you're never going to turn into the player they want him to be to call up. Apparently, he's playing pretty good hockey and he's got a pretty good attitude. So let's see what happens. Well, he should just be happy because he's playing tons of minutes, right? Like that's, you know, he's putting up points. He's got 18 points in 27 games in Bakersfield since going down there this year. And um, most importantly, he's playing like I I went through the last two years of not just the games played because the games played in the NHL. Yeah, there was 56 of them, but it was so limited in the minutes that that was, you know what? Like you probably want to cut that in half because there was games he was playing six minutes. There's games he's playing seven minutes. Like, come on. You know, he needed two games to get even like a, a normal amount of ice time for a third pair defenseman because he was playing with seven D men. Like this, this guy, he's, st- I, and I told people this because I was not one who said Broberg was a lock to beat O'Day Harnay because he's not a right shot. He's a left shot defenseman. I still think, I don't care who you are, the vast majority are better on their natural side. And he's only yeah. 22. I get that he's a top pick and everybody's like, rush, rush, rush. We got to rush. Other teams' first picks are making it. So he's a bust. I, I never really worry about that. I just, I looked at Broberg. They're on a good team. They got three really good left defensemen in front of them. So yeah, it's hard, but I also wouldn't be the guy that would trade Broberg at the deadline just to get rid of him and, you know, to get in a player on a year rental because I honestly think, you know, Kulak going out in the summer and Broberg coming in is likely the change that's going to happen in the organization. Cause you know, Phil Broberg might be a guy that's a top four defenseman for 10 years. Ekholm is getting older spec. He's not going to be a top four in the final year of his deal, I don't think. So, you know what? You're going to need another top four in the next few years. And the best guy in your organization is probably Broberg. Yeah, I, listen, you can't. I, I get how you're going for it. And I get how you're trading Reed Schaefer in a first and you bring in Ekholm and we've, they've traded away a lot of draft picks. I get it all. I, I know how you do that because you're trying to win today. It's time to win a Stanley Cup. And I am on that side of the fence, pal. But you have to keep some young players. You can't be. You can't just get rid of every single thing that you have in the cupboard here. You gotta put. You gotta put a team on the ice next year. You need players who are young, good, and cheap. And that's what Broberg stands for. That's what Holloway stands for. Yeah, you could trade Holloway and get a hell of a veteran right now. Lots of teams would take him, or Broberg. But you gotta. You still have to be a caretaker. Ken Holland does for this team in the future. You can't. 
spend every single bullet you have. So I'm with you, pal. Young defenseman that could skate like Robert could skate. Let's see what he turns into. You know, let's see. I'm not going to limit him, but I'm not going to sell this guy like he's going to be a, a top-pairing defenseman. I'm not sure what we got here, but he's got he's smart, and he can really skate, and he's got fantastic size. So there's got to be, Jason, a player in there somewhere, doesn't there? Uh, yeah, oh, yes, I, I definitely think uh, th- there is one in there. And uh, speaking of players, Speck, uh, we are a month away from the trade deadline, 29 days, officially a month because it's March 8th uh, next week. And I wrote an article, I, I went looking because, you know, I've seen a lot of the names people have talked about it. So I went looking, you know, for players. And there's one guy who I really think would fill a void on the Edmonton orders or in, not necessarily a void, but increase a position. But it, it could not only increase that position, it could really help other areas. And Nick Dowd from the Washington Capitals is a player, Speck. Yeah. And but I dug I went even deeper because I looked at Dowd and just the ridiculous amount of ozone starts uh, to D zone starts he has. He has so few offensive zone starts. He has twenty three. It's ridiculous to one hundred eighty eight. Like very few guys are that. Well, no one has that ratio except his line mate Beck Malenstein, who has seventeen offensive zone starts and one hundred ninety two defensive zone starts. Now he's played more games. Okay. But I looked at those. So I wrote the article about it because they both kill penalties. They play together as a five-on-five unit. They play against top lines as a, as a lower line, which doesn't happen very often in today's NHL. And, and, and they do quite well overall. It, you know, their underlying numbers aren't great because they're always starting in the D zone, but they outscore and they don't give up very much at all against the, the elite uh, players in the NHL, which is very good because what that can do is it would allow you at times as a matchup to say, hey, you know what? One or two shifts a period, or maybe just one a period, I can – put those guys out against the other team's best line and save McDavid for the other team's third line or the other team's fourth line. And now you get a real mismatch. And that's where, to me, the value isn't. So when I'm looking at the trade deadline, like Nick Dowd, to me, is a pretty big target for Edmonton. I think it would, it would fill a huge hole, not just this year. It's not a one-year rental. He has another year left in his deal. He's only $1.3 million. It's not expensive. But you bring in Beck Malenstein with him, and I think the trade looks even better. Okay, well, that's an interesting theory. I'm going to have to read your piece on that. Uh, I know, you know, I've seen Nick Dowd. The other guy I don't claim to know a lot about. So, uh, you know what? I guess my question sort of becomes here, Jay. What is what is the thing they're trying to uh, massage at the deadline? What is the most important thing for Ken Holland? And everyone in town's telling me it's a right winger for Drysaddle. I think. You know, I think what we're probably saying when we say that is maybe the ship sailed on Brown here. That was supposed to be his game. Yes. It's not going to be. No. Right? It's not going to be. So, uh, let's see. You know, let's see what Ken Hall decides he needs. Maybe he figures if I get some depth checking forwards, defensive guys like the guys you're talking about, maybe I don't need more offense. I don't know. I don't know where he's going. I'm sure he's got every one of those irons in the fire, and it's going to come down to, you know, what's the deals that are left on the table when, when they're out there, right? What's What can you get? It's not always what you want to get. It's what can you get, right? Yeah, 100%. Speck, uh, enjoy Bakersfield. We will uh, chat right, with partner. you tomorrow from Anaheim. Sounds good, brother. That's uh, Mark Specter in the Speck Report, brought to you by GS Construction. So, uh, yeah, three new D pairs in practice today for the Empton owners. And nurses with DeHarnay, Ekholm with CeCe, Kulak and Bouchard. Also, uh, Corey Perry with Dry Settle and Kane, Fogel with McLeod and Holloway. Uh, you know, it's the best time to do it. You're taking on an Anaheim team. It's the, Anaheim's going to be their first game back after the break. And, uh, the Ducks aren't that good. So maybe a game to build some chemistry. I'd be surprised if it was just a one off for those D pairs. I could be wrong, but I don't think all three would be back to normal. You might put one pair. 
back to normal uh, after tomorrow's game or during the game. But I don't think all three will. I, I think they'll try it for at least a few games. And why not? I, I think I don't think it's going to ruin everything for the orders. I think Paul Coffey's philosophy is everybody makes plays. I don't care who you play with. You want me? We want you to make plays. So we'll see if that continues. We'll come back with uh, five questions and more on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, live on Oilers Nation, YouTube, and Facebook. 449. How are you, Gregor? Connor Halley with you on Sports 1440. We'll get to the uh, ski report, and then we'll get to five questions. The ski report now brought to you by Snow Valley. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the Sports 1440 Ski Report. This is your ski report for Thursday, February the 8th, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. Mild temperatures are making for less than ideal snow conditions right now at resorts in Alberta and eastern BC. Jasper is reporting 4 centimeters in the last 24 hours and 17 centimeters of snow in the last 4 days. So there should be some good skiing and snowboarding up at Marmot today. In Banff, Lake Louise has had 15 centimeters of snow in the last 5 days. Sunshine, 19 centimeters in the last 7 days. And Norquay, 23 in the last week. Nikiska has had 5 centimeters in the last 2 days. And Castle Mountain has received 44 in the last week. Kicking Horse by Golden had 4 centimeters in the last 2 days. And Revelstoke, 10 in the last 2 days. In the last week, Fernie has had 22 centimeters. Kimberly, 18. And Panorama, 21. Looking a bit south of the Okanagan, Baldy Mountain Resort received 25 centimeters in the last couple of days and is looking forward to one of their big POW Thursdays today. The resort's Eagle Chair is closed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, making for great conditions on Thursdays, especially this week with a ton of recent snow. Local hills are in full mid-season operation with good coverage, but some icy sections. That was your Snow Valley Ski Report. Well, it's good to hear, man. A little bit of snow in the mountains. Skiers, snowboarders, pretty happy. So hope it keeps coming. A little bit more snow today. I'll take it. Take it. Let's get now to uh, five questions uh, brought to you by The Brick, where, man, the savings right now in every department. Appliances, 40% off. You can get mattresses. Up to 50% off on select mattresses and more. Stop in right now at The Brick and TheBrick.com. 
It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, Greger, question number one for you today. Bill Guerin's going to be in charge of putting together the Olympic hockey team for the Americans 2026 and then the uh, tournament 2025 as well. Ideally, if you could make the decision, who would have that job on the Canadian side? Uh, yeah, um, it's a good question. So Doug Armstrong was the uh, um, was announced. He was the last one, but uh, they obviously didn't end up uh, going. So I wonder if he just gets it automatically, right? Because he was the last one there. Um, there was Francis. Uh, Ken Hall was supposed to be part of that one, so I don't think he will be. But uh, Roberto Luongo. Um, trying to like look at teams, you know. Like Julian Breezeball has a pretty good resume. So yeah, I would I could see Armstrong involved, but I would if it was me, I might go with Julian Breezeball. That's the exact name I had down to. And then I thought, you know, maybe just for familiarity, Steve Eiserman and Joe Sackett could get in there as well to help out. Uh Sackett had been involved with Colorado. Yeah, here's right? my question. What has Eiserman done that's so great in Detroit? Yeah, you know, he's he's got the ties to hockey Canada and he was yeah, good okay, in, but he has, in Tampa. Yeah. Well, but you're right. You are yeah. right. That's why I'd have Bruce Baugh ahead. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. I mean, still waiting to be seen what he does in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, question number two. Do you have a big winner from the NBA's trade deadline today? There's lots of moves, but not a lot of like, like how many of them were like big deals, you know? Um, it's a good question. Maybe the Bucks, But I don't see like a... I don't see an obvious one. It's a good question. Like, I, I, there's not one that that really jumps out. Is there one for you? I, I might even lean, maybe even to OKC, but uh, <laughs> you. I, I don't want to steal your answer, Gordon Hayward. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I, I think he, bringing him in, and it, it's like we've been on this OKC kick as of late because they're just so much fun to watch. But yeah, I, I don't think there was like a clear cut winner per se. But I did like that move for the OKC Thunder, uh, bringing in Gordon Hayward, uh, the veteran shooter. Yeah. See how it works. Maybe so the far. Knicks, right? Uh, they get Burks back, gritty defender, right? Thibodeau kind of likes him. Um, so, um, yeah, and they got uh, Bogdanovich as well, right? So, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll give the Knicks. They, they're, they're probably a winner. I don't know if they're the best winner, but I'd probably go with them. Question number three, uh, since it is NBA trade deadline, and uh, we, this doesn't have to be right on the deadline, but who do you think was the biggest or best trade in NBA history? Oh God! Um, well, depends now, because the best trade usually can be well for one team. It's the best trade, yeah. And then uh, for the other team, it's the worst trade. <laughs> so, uh, are you saying like the best, like that was even, or just the best for one side? I'm just saying best for one side. Oh, like then I got to go Kawhi Leonard because they got a they got a recently. I got it's hard to go against Kawhi because it got them a championship. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Uh, one that also came to mind for me, uh, going back to 2014, Kevin Love going to Cleveland uh, kind of helped out LeBron there. Uh, mm-hmm. It did cost them uh, An- Andrew Wiggins, also Anthony Bennett, who, funny enough, we were talking about him earlier on today on Fantasy Frenzy. Not the best number one overall pick, but certainly helped out the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Kevin Garnett when he went to uh, to the Celtics. Boston, yeah. Right? That was what, like 2007? So that was pretty good. Yeah, that worked out very well. And yeah. I'm just looking that up right now. Uh, going the other way, Al Jefferson, Theo Ratliff. 
Not too much. Hey guys, well, what about the uh, the Lakers getting uh, Kobe Bryant for Vladdy Divac from uh, Bad Bad Leroy Brown? Very good one, yes. Yeah, well, worked out quite well for him. Uh, question number four, Gregor. We'll do our play Alberta prop bet. When it comes to the Super Bowl MVP, and the MVP is announced, he's up on the stage, he's speaking. Who does he mention first? Teammates, God or Jesus, city, family, neither, or coach or owner? You go ahead. Uh, it's it's the easier one. I'm going to say teammates. I think that's just kind of the first one here. Uh, you know, using your faith, I think that's always a very popular one as well. Right when you think, the first thing, got to thank God. I think that's a very popular one. But I'm going to go with teammates this year when Brock Purdy wins the MVP. All right. Um, yeah, it all depends who it is. What if it's Kelsey and he just said, and just for fun, he's like, I want to thank the Swifties. God, that would be no. the greatest troll job with a big smile on his face. Not Taylor Swift. Just say, I want to thank the Swifties. That would be a genius thing to say. Genius. It would, it would help him marketing even more than it already is. I'm telling you, like Taylor Swift's Swifties are... They're massive number of them, and they anything that Taylor Swift supports, they get on it. So if it's Kelsey, that's if I was Kelsey and I'm just I'd have some fun with it. I'd smile. Just want to thank the Swifties. <laughs> it's a real good joke. Then of course you go to your teammates, but that would be golden, man. That's what I would do. Gotta have a sense of humor. Win over the Swifties and at the same time troll all the people that get so fired up when she's on uh, on camera two or three times a game. Would be a good one. Now, final question for you today. On this day, 1976, a taxi driver premiered in New York. So in honor of that, if you had to go home today, you're watching a Robert De Niro movie. Which one are you putting on? I'm curious your answer. I will say Goodfellas followed by Casino. Those would be the order mm-hmm. for me. I'm I'm in the mood for a serious movie. I'm not looking to laugh tonight, so I'm going Goodfellas. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. God, he's got so many, though, man. Like, he's got Unreal. I, I still, I love Cape Fear, man. He was, uh, he's great in Cape Fear. It's kind of creepy in that one, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it totally was. <laughs> uh, and, and the other one, I always like a good laugh. Meet the Fockers, baby. <laughs> so good. Oh. Greg, can you milk me? <laughs> Oh, God, such a good line. Yeah, I love De Niro. He's a good actor, man. Oh, yeah. Really good range, too. Like, he can go from the psycho, right, to being just like that, the brute, right, to being the calm. Then he's got some comedic chops. Yeah, it's hard not to like uh, Robert De Niro. He's pretty funny, man. Pretty funny guy. Good in Heat as well. You want the good action movie? Oh, Heat is awesome. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's another good one. Jesus, lots of good ones. I like it. Um, we had uh, spec early today, so uh, coming up next. Um, it's been a it's been a long time coming. Will it continue? Will there be a new chapter, or will the book close? I think we're getting close to finding out. I'll tell you about what next. Right after uh, Connor Halley and a sports 1440 update brought to you by Booster Juice. They're rewarding you for being you in the month of February. Uh, A free drink today if your name is 
Sarah or Scott? So her names of the day, every day, two different names. If it's your name, go to Booster Juice, you get a free drink. Or download the Booster Rewards app and see if your name is next at Booster Juice. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Kyla Tsenas. Kyla Tsenas. I'm Kyla Tsenas, and I have been training a global community of women since 2009. I've created a brand new podcast, Sweat Daily, to help you level up your life and reach your health and well-being goals. From fitness tips to food that fuels you, meditation to motivation, we've got you covered. Sweat Daily, the happiest, healthiest, and most confident version of you awaits. Available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.